Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 223. Linz is with me today, and... As always. Wow, are we struggling. Yeah, it was, we hitched right on the struggle bus today. Yeah, there was really not a lot of news out there. We even trying to bring up some new books, uh, well, not you, but me, uh, one that was easy to read. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it had almost no words and mostly boobs. Yes, and the other one that had words and boobs. (laughs) But got you in the mood for the fall season, right? Oh, yes. I had books, too, but you can listen to the podcast and find out what they were. Yep, uh, we touched a bit on some Stanley being shot four times. Yes, and Wonder Woman maybe, maybe being in the ladies. I went on a rant about Brian Michael Bendis and being happy that he's off of Guardians of the Galaxy soon, and... Just, yeah, Marvel and all these events in general. We filled it. We filled it with our opinions. That's what this podcast is full of. Yes. Be- opinions and, our, and bullshit. <laughs> because there was not a lot of news. So sit back and hopefully enjoy this episode of Drunk on Comics, episode 223, We Got Nothing. to talk for the rest of the podcast? I mean, on Jinx. Say your name wins. <laughs> Matt's, Matt, my brother's still Jinx from eons ago. Is he? We lived that he long, yeah. He talks a lot. Yeah, that's what he just now is like permanently Jinx, so I'm the only one that can unjinx him. Oh, and you're not going to, are you? Uh, I did for his wedding gift, and I jinxed him right away. <laughs> oh, brothers. You're so weird. <laughs> We've also had bets. I think he owes me like a gajillion, bajillion dollars because we had bet like astronomical amounts of money while yeah. we, we shared the same room while we're sitting in bed <laughs> at night. Bet you a million dollars and I bet you, and I think I shaved it in half at one point and then and it just went still, back up. still have a Bet bajillion. you a million dollars, Batman's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so there's that from childhood. Aw, nostalgia. Yeah, I'm a little just out of it this week. There's not a lot of news. There's just not a lot of everything. I got the damn Beauty and the Beast song stuck in my head, which... You know what they say the best cure for getting a song stuck in your head? Get another song stuck in my head? No, just sing it. So just sing it, Tony. (laughs) I'm not falling for that shit. No, then, then oh, I should just shut up then, because I was not going to tell you what the next song got stuck in my head. So, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Drunk on Comics, where we have no clue what we're doing, no. and the points don't matter. <laughs> that is from... Whose line is it, yes, anyway? Yes, thank you. Yes. Which is still a good show. Yes, it is. Yeah. I still watch it from time to time. You know, it's a great show. What? Or was a great show. What? Or is going to be a great show. What? The Tick. Yes. 
That's true. Um, we just learned that the tick is being uh, picked up by Amazon, yes. and this was way news to me because I had thought that they already did. <laughs> And then I had also originally thought it was Netflix. Right. And I am so fucking confused by this. The way Amazon Prime TV shows work is they put out the pilots for everyone to watch. And then you vote on them. Or they do it based on how many times it gets viewed or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the most popular ones get picked up for a full season. Yeah. So The Tick was against two other shows that obviously weren't as awesome. Because they weren't the tick. Because the tick is amazing. And I've recently rewatched the early 2000s tick, and it still is really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very excited. And I watched. Batman Well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was, uh, he was the, not the mayor of Gotham, but he was high up in the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, he was like the, was he the DA? No, I don't know if he, he was something high. I think yeah. he might have been the mayor. Maybe. He was also um, he's been in, in Lost. Lot. He's been in a lot of stuff. But right. Probably besides the guy who played the tick, who I can't remember his name off the top of my head, Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably the most successful person that came off the tick because I don't see the guy who played Arthur anywhere ever. Um, what? No, I just he murdered was, a fly. He was in something, and I forget. That's not a lot. I am, I, 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 M, D, B, searched him. That's yes. hard to say. And there's not a lot out there. Um, yeah, Patrick, uh, Patrick Warburton. Thank you. you're thinking. Yes. And it's, uh, I believe it's, Nest, no, Nestor Carbono is the, Batman um, Well. Batman Well, Yes. Yeah. Yes, but the the guy who's playing the Tick now was in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. He played one of the guys from the Nova Corps. Oh, did he now? He did. Ooh. He is the one who called them dicks, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. Well, he does look um, the part a bit. Um, I The mask is a little bit different from... Mm-hmm. From the other, which I I like it a little bit because it's it's like the sh- the TV show they're the cartoon which was based off the comic book right which is he a man or is he a tick <laughs> the world will never know yeah. I mean he can move his, I don't know that uh, show yeah I'm quite happy to learn about this and to be surprised that it wasn't picked up, but I'm not surprised that it wasn't picked up because was I knew it would. It was super good, and the production value on it was puts everything else that's ever been done tick-wise to shame, of course. You would hope. Modern technology, but mm-hmm. it, it was it was really good. It, You know, if you love the tick, you love the tick. It's kind of like wedged deep in your heart there. <laughs> yeah, well, you would always love the tick, but it, I can see it is... The type of humor that I really love, which is kind of some dumb humor. It I mean, is. Some people might be like, oh, like the people eating their caviar, like, what is the show? <laughs> Those people aren't I listening can't. to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys for now. I'm just explaining. This is what they'd be like. Like, butler, get me some more caviar. Because <laughs> that's how they, that's eat. All they eat. Yeah. They just, their breaths constantly smells like fish eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Mmm, tasty. Mr. Piddles here. Is that the dog? <laughs> I was thinking of a small little cat. Oh, but... Mr. Piddles. <laughs> I don't 
All right. Uh, so I was quite happy. I don't even know why we got into that right away. You said something about TV, maybe. It was, Possibly. I don't know. Um, we can give some uh, intergalactic facts. Oh, Jesus. It is uh, Happy Galactic uh, tick. Tick, tick Day was this past yes. week, and what yes. that means is also something I don't know. I have no clues about ticks. Except for they carry Lyme disease. Well, this isn't the animal or the creature, the tick. This is like a tick in like a way of keeping track of something. You're so like, like this is like a Doctor Who type part of our show? <laughs> well, so Galact- so every, Galactus? every year we celebrate the Earth's trip around the sun, right? With New Year. Is that what we do? Yes. That's what New Year's That's is? That's what New Year is! Oh my god, <laughs> I thought everything revolved around me. So, Galactic Tick Day is apparently a way... That everyone in the galaxy celebrates the tick. We can celebrate the sun. <laughs> Every time I talk about the tick, that's the first thing that yeah. comes out of my mouth is spoon! No matter where I'm at, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, but if this is a way to uh, celebrate the journey the sun takes around the Milky Way. But because the Milky Way, the sun's journey around the Milky Way is longer than any of us will ever live, they created, they like divided it into equal parts and then put it into Earth Days and created Galactic Tick Day. Okay, so what then, so a Tick Day is just a day of like the one small minuscule of like making that giant circular around thing. the Milky Way because apparently it takes like millions and millions of years to go the sun to go around the Milky Way which I mean it makes sense it's pretty big <laughs> but uh I the the uh tick day happens every 1.7361 years that's a galactic tick okay so if you multiply that out I, I don't know how much because I don't really. I, I this is beyond me. <laughs> you don't like these sort of things. This these fun beyond, facts. No, I do. I do. But and like I said, I did think of like Galactus then, yeah. and like this is something him camping. <laughs> it's the thing that bit Galactus and then became all powerful. Mm-hmm. It's his day today. That almost sounds. Some of your fun facts were reminding me of uh, the Galaxy song by uh, Monty Python. I don't know that song. You don't know that no. song? Now um, I have interplanet Just Janet. remember when you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving around 100, 900 miles an hour. It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's wrecking the sun and source of all its power. Now the sun, you and me, and all the stars that we can see are moving at a million miles a day in the outer spiral arm at 40 <laughs> million miles an hour of a galaxy we call the Milky Way. Da, 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 and then it keeps going on yeah. from there. I don't know all the rest, but it was a lot of fun facts. That was and pretty I don't even, impressive. I've never actually that much. never even fact checked the the rest of that. Uh, I song. feel like Monty Python has their shit together, so it's probably truthful. They're they're a valid source. You could use them. You could quote them in a paper. I think. I mean, they found the Holy Grail. <laughs> Saw the documentary. <laughs> Did they find it? Yeah, they found it at the last castle, and then <laughs> they thought they were silly. Yeah. Well, they tried to get it. They couldn't get past yeah. the French. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, happy Galactic Tick Day. Not Cosmic Tick Day, as Matt called it. 
stupid. Stupid nerd. <laughs> Didn't even know what he's talking about. No. Tries to sound all smart all the time because he's like a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's actually get to something that we do know. Yes. Comic books. Yes. What do you got? Um, oh my god. So my pull list was massive this week. I think I brought home like 20 books. It was insane. Just for the one week? Yeah. Damn. I know. It was crazy. But I got a lot of good stuff, so I'm not sad about it. Um, but what I'm going to review this week is the newest Deadly Class. Deadly Class number 22. And I am was excited to see this in my pull list because I wasn't sure whether it was coming back or not. Because at the end of the last run of Deadly Class, their main character, Marcus, died. He, he died. He was killed by his ex-girlfriend. Because the last run... I've reviewed Deadly Class before. Yeah. You know the, yeah. the gist of it. It's a bunch of... It's a school for assassins, essentially. The final exam it's was... It's like there's a class for deadly people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the 80s, which makes it more awesome. But their final exam was so... Everybody that goes to this school usually comes from like a well-to-do family who's sending them there so that they can come up in the organization and have some skills behind them. And then there's like 10 or so people who are scholarship kids who get to go there for free. Well, come to find out at the end of the last one, those are the rats. And the final exam for the rest of the kids is to kill the rats. And Marcus was a rat and he got killed. So that was the end of the first run. So you, you, you lose your main character at, at the end of it. It's heartbreaking. And you Game of Thrones style. <laughs> it, it really, it was. And I wasn't but what sure... what if the main character is the school? The, or the class? Yeah. Obviously. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this introduces... So this is like year two, essentially. If we're going in Harry Potter terms. This is like year two. So uh, everyone that uh, graduated last year because they killed rats came back. They're sophomores now. They're kind of like the big shots on campus. And then you have a whole new class of kids that are coming in. And it's like the power dynamics between uh, the kids that made it through the final exams and how they're trying to reconcile what they did. Because a lot of them killed their friends and people that they were in love with and stuff like that just so that they could... Move up in in the school, heartless bitches, <laughs> and um, and then you have the new kids coming in, and you always you, they they come in and they're like new kids in a school where they have a lot of hope and like they're eager, but then you have to sit and think that these they're they're there to learn how to kill people, so you look at them and you're like, oh, they're so cute, cute little freshmen, don't know what they're doing. Wait a minute, they're actually they're killers. I don't know if I should identify with them in this way. Um, <laughs> Maybe you do, and we don't know about you yet. <laughs> so, the, I just really love this book. The art in this is amazing, and it's done by Wes Craig, and his use of colors throughout the entire series have always been really good, and they're never traditional. Like, this one's heavy on the pinks, because they're at a dance, like the first dance of the school year to introduce everybody to each other. So it's a lot of mood lighting to, you know, get you in the mood to schmooze and mingle and stuff. And uh, they use um, the gutters a lot. I don't think they did it. No, yeah, they did. They use the gutters a lot to do, like, inner monologues. So they'll have the panel layout to the left of the page or to the right of the page, and then down the whole sides of the page will be an entire different monologue of what's going on in the character's head. 
mm-hmm. while they're still over here having like full conversations with people. So you get what they're saying to people, and then you get what they're thinking in the gutters, which is really cool because you know teenagers are complicated. <laughs> but it was really good. I'm super excited to see where they take it from here because they already broke my heart once. I don't know. I don't know if I forgive them quite yet. But Rick Remender, I mean, I I trust him. He's got my trust. So. Obviously, you could probably pick up the first run in trade by now. I would definitely suggest reading that before you read this, just to get background. But you could definitely hop on this at number 22 and probably be okay going forward with it. Okay. I liked it. (laughs) Well, it is getting into my favorite month, which is October. And everything, not really scary to me, but... Halloween type scary and stuff is what I'm loving right now. So, book that I kind of want to quick mention is Grim Fairy Tales Van Helsing versus Frankenstein number two. Um, this came out last week, but um, I don't know. I haven't actually gone to the comic book store this week, so <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't have anything new to talk about. Um, however. I, it's been a while since getting into some Xenoscope books, um, but this kind of goes with the secondary book that I'm going to talk about as well, which I briefly showed no, you. Oh, yeah. I don't know um, how you're going to tie these things together, but yeah, I'm I, I'm waiting to hear how you do this. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 um, Xenoscope, the artists for that publisher, beautiful. I don't know what else you could say about... It's very pit-up style. Very much so, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't, like I said, I, I lost for words with the type of that art style is, but it's beautiful babes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the beautiful babes type yeah. thing. Um, the story follows off um, from last year with the Van Helsing, um, Lysel Van Helsing, uh, the chick, not... Yeah, not, Lysel, Liesel, yeah. Liesel? Liesel? Uh, is it may be pronounced L I E S L? E L. E L. Yes. I think it's Liesel. I know a girl named Liesel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe it is Liesel. <laughs> Liesel Van Helsing. Um, but uh, where she took on Dracula. And through the events of that book, uh, we come now to um, people still trying to kill her and her trying to eradicate New York City from any ghouls and goblins. As you do when you're in Van Helsing. Yes. Um, and she, in this, she joins uh, a person, a cryptologist, which is a person who kind of stu- studies crypts, like yeah. the crypt keeper. <laughs> is that what a cryptologist is? <laughs> I don't know what the true, what the, that is. Maybe you can do some fact checking for me. Crypt, uh, cryptology. I don't know. A zoologist studies zoos, right? Right. Yes. I guess. <laughs> Architecturologist <laughs> studies architecture. I don't know. Anyways, so they're they're going on um, uh, hunting down um, the Mothman, and when that happens, Franklin dies. Well, we're talking about Van Helsing versus Frankenstein. A person named Franklin, ghost coming out. What do you think's gonna happen to that ghost? I'm asking. What do I think is going to happen yeah. to the ghost coming out of 
Franklin Franklin died in the, the last issue. Okay. And so he's going to inhabit somebody else's body? Yeah. Yeah. His last which name it... is Stein. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what... No, that didn't happen. But, no, he, he's going to inhabit, then, the monster. Ah. Um, which, that... Well, it kind of gives it the ending away. This book had a little bit more of her just uh, fighting some bad guys and less of actual the titular uh, character. Titular. Yes. Yes. That's used on, <laughs> on multiple purpose. levels. Yes. yes. <laughs> I used it in the right way, but also the other way. Um, no, uh, the Grim Fairy Tales universe, like I said, it they take great comics. Mm-hmm. They... Gender swap a lot of people and that's don't they they're doing Robin Hood right as a well, female pr- yeah. yeah pretty much everything is mm-hmm. well yes it's easier to draw busty women than it is busty men well busty <laughs> women sell a lot better than busty <laughs> men too uh yeah so that was just one that I wanted to kind of just uh, throw out there yeah throw for out the there. season for this yeah. yeah uh fun fact cryptology is the study of codes. Not the study of crypts, <laughs> as previously thought. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Do, do, do. The book I really want to talk about. Um, mm, mm. Tying these two together. Yes. I'm waiting for it. Street Fighter Swimsuit <laughs> Special. <laughs> Is it just because there's boobs in both of them? There's boobs in mine, too. <laughs> it's not just because there's boobs, but this book... Uh, was originally what I was going to... I quick try to, to read through the Van Helsing right before we got started. So um, that was a, a quick read, but also a a good read. Yeah. Um, this one, however, I didn't really need to read so much because... There, there are no words. Well, there are a few words. There's pretty much every... It's like a pinup book. It's yeah. pretty much what it is. Um, beautiful art. Uh, there's multiple artists um, within this uh, book. And it comes from... Uh, Udon? Yeah, like the noodle. Yeah, and when you said that, I was like, <laughs> I just learned that. How the fuck did you know that was noodle? I like a noodle? Udon noodles. <laughs> yes. Uh, Udon is a publisher that is, they are pretty much more um, like an art house, pretty much. They have many uh, comic artists, and they have some um, rights. They have been putting out a couple Street Fighter books. They have a couple books in the past of G.I. Joe vs. Transformers that they did a, a series run. Yeah, did um, they do a pinup book for those ones too? No. I would love to see Optimus Prime in a bikini. Oh my god, there's a viral video that I'm going to show you. <laughs> I was too afraid to post it to Drunk on Comics <laughs> because it was bad, but it was good. Was it Optimus Prime in a bikini? Megatron. Ah! With getting yes. a, a... Yeah. Well, this... Leave it at that. Um, right. <laughs> so this book, I, I wanted to just highlight it mainly because this is a small publisher um, who has, you know, a few things. They kind of do a lot of Capcom stuff. So they, it seems like their studio does more of covers, like pinups does something. Sure. So they're artists that all work for them, but they are doing like a Street Fighter Unlimited. They did a Street Fighter Three type series. Um, they've done a couple of Mega Man, so they kind of have some... It, not exclusivity because like I said I believe IDW has been publishing a lot of the Yeah, um, they do Mega Man for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so besides IDW doing stuff, but then again too, when you have your rights you can kind of push them off. And this right. this studio also does a lot more uh manga type style, um mm. anime type style mm-hmm. as well. So with that being said, 
I thought it was a really good like book. Like besides just pretending to look at hot animated cartoon, chicks. yeah animated yeah. chicks, it was a really like the detail into all these was amazing, and everyone had their own type of style. But I mean, they all kind of meshed in the same way um like i said there is reading each each character kind of has their own little quote in it yeah like a calendar without the calendar part yeah yeah just the part that oh. most people look at yeah. anyways <laughs> nobody uses those... calendars anymore no. <laughs> um no but i thought like i said it was a, a fun fun little book there um, are and there's there are dudes in there too yeah like <laughs> what i was telling you i will say it on the air the vega one was like really like Mesmerized, and you really also would think, maybe, man, is that a chick? Yeah, well, that's a if guy. you look, no, if you look real quick, so mm. in Tony's defense, well, he was not one of my favorite to, characters. Not to that play. I need to defend it because it's fun to be ambiguously gay. But <laughs> <laughs> um, if you look at it real quick, he totally has a chick vibe to him. <laughs> but I think that's the manga style. A lot of dudes. The dudes aren't. They're, well, they're dudes more... aren't dudes like dudes are dudes in America. No, what is it? They're <laughs> anthropomorph or um. What's the term where they all kind of look kind of the same? Uh, anthropomorphic? No, no that's not so. right. That's uh, when they think gen- you look like animals. Specific, yeah. Yeah. It'll come to me. Asexual? Asexual. Yeah. Okay. Which is, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a popular well. thing. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Pansexual is the popular thing nowadays that people are. Who's that? What's that? Pansexual? Yeah. When you just, whatever. You're... <laughs> whatever, wherever. Just whatever. Just, you love love. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, David Bowie was pansexual, supposedly. I get that, but that just seems like a weird, yeah. made up word where you can just be like, I like to... I like to have sex with people, people. who like Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a boy often played by a woman in the, the play, right? True. Pansexual. True. I don't think that's what Is that what... That... <laughs> We are going. We are making up some definitions for shit that we shouldn't be. Um, but speaking about pansexual and being sexual in certain ways, oh. you were informing me of something. Yes. So, um, in my fervent search for things to talk about today, there's jack shit to talk about this uh, week. I came across really interesting factoid, which is that Wonder Woman. Probably, I don't want to say gay, but not straight. So, what would you say? Queer is what they're calling her. But I. So she's strange. She's strange. That's what you're she saying. She likes strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So the writers of the current writers of Wonder Woman, Greg Rucka, um, and his artist Nic- Nicola. Nicola, 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 Scott, um, have come out and said that Wonder Woman is most definitely not just a lady who loves the men. She probably loves the ladies too, and they have a pretty good basis for their statement. What? Where she come from? Thy mascara, right? Mascara. Thy mascara. Thy thy mascara. Wow. Rubbing your mascara on thighs, <laughs> that does sound... Themyscira? 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 Some place where there's only women. Okay. Right? Wait, paradise, essentially. And they are saying that because she comes from paradise, as a person who lives in paradise, you're just eternally happy. And that should mean that you're also 
sexually happy. And if you're in a place where there's only women and you're sexually happy... I think they're misinterpreting (laughs) the mythos because, I mean, you just have to realize you're eternally happy when you have a Whataburger, so... (laughs) And they have Whataburgers (laughs) all over the place, that island. But, I mean, it makes sense, right? If you grow up in a place where there's just one gender, you're still going to have love. It's not like it only occurs between, like, mixed genders, Obviously. So, I think they have a good point. They never, DC will never come out and say that Wonder Woman swings both ways, but they are not shutting it down. Like, when Greg Rocca came out and said this, they were just like, meh. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Well, nobody knows, essentially. So, and the other argument they make, which I actually really liked, is if... So she leaves when um, Steve Trevor crashes on the island, and then she leaves with him to explore, essentially, get off the island. In the movie, it's so she can help him fight a war. But if you if you make it that she's just out for some, some man, you know, she wants to get some man in her life, then that kind of ruins her, like, heroism. Like, she, if she's just leaving to follow a guy... Mm-hmm. because that's her only chance at love, it ruins her as the feminist icon that she has become. Whereas if she's leaving to actually explore the world, and he's her opportunity to do so, then it keeps it, like, she keeps her elevated as a as an the icon that she is. So. I mean, yeah, joking aside, though, I find that really pretty awesome. So. Yeah, I think so. And I get, I get really tired of... Um, retconning things to make them more socially acceptable nowadays. What is it? Someone was saying, well, oh, what Bendis did with uh, Iceman. Now, he did it, but it, it it's one of those things where I'm not saying this in any way of, like, being anti-gay and stuff, and most people need to listen with open mind of what right. I'm saying is, Iceman nowadays is straight. Yes. Adult Iceman is straight. Yes. Hitting on Kitty Pride and stuff. Mm-hmm. To retcon then that a past self who's now here is somehow gay. Right. Is meaning the adult one is also gay but, but hiding it. Right. Because you're you're born that way. Right. Bendis is saying, saying you choose it then and that's And then a because little... he chose to be straight then he was full straight. Unless it's the alternate timeline right. people but they've said this is same direct from the past, meaning yeah. same direct timeline. Well, but when you, so when you bring, so they brought him from the past and they got stuck here. So when you do that, it changes the timeline. It does change the timeline a bit, but even then though, I feel like, because you can say almost everything, uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic who has four arms instead of two in right. some random universe, but those little nuances are very, like, not always happening, where... Someone's sexual orientation, I would feel like in the span of, in me and the multiverse, would always be straight. Maybe I'd find the one universe that I was right. possibly gay, that all of a sudden, that it just felt like it was too forced. Right. So retconning, doing all this stuff, it's really one of those I, things of, I don't like it. I, I have zero problems with gay characters. I think it's great. I think the more diversity in comics, the better. I don't even fucking notice half the time, no, because... it's, yeah, and it, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing that you notice. It should just, that's who that person is. 
But when they retcon, like they did with Iceman, I think then you do notice it because it's they're pushing it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Wonder Woman, it's ambiguous. They're not saying that she is. They're saying that it's likely that she could be. And I don't know that they'll take her ever take her story in that direction, but they could. And I don't think anyone would think it's weird. Like, yeah. You know? Like, if Wonder Woman had a girlfriend one day, would you... Would you be like, oh, Wonder Woman's a lesbian? What? Would you be surprised? I no, I would. You would be because of the 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 threesome. Oh, what, the Trinity, the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, how she's the pretty much just keeps going after yeah. kind of Batman. Kind of gets the shaft on that. <laughs> I think Wonder Woman gets the shaft on that. <laughs> but if so, that that kind of negates yeah. her. Unless she's all about love and being, right. like, not just lesbian, but, like, she's gone after men. Mm-hmm. And, yes, okay, this is a new whole 52, Dr. Manhattan maybe messed with her or something. But even then, that's still a little fucked well, up. Well, you could say that her, because of where she's from and how she was raised with women being better than men, essentially, that her going after men is part of her dominating them. Maybe, like you said, pants, whatever. She just Pan-sexual. doesn't care. She's, she doesn't care. Yeah. I whatever mean, it is, it is. Feminist icon. She'll do who she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Whips and chains <laughs> and ropes and tie them up. And... Oh, yeah. Sex with Wonder Woman is probably really scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, some happy news for me. And you probably wouldn't quite understand why. But Brian Michael Bendis is leaving Guardians of the Galaxy. The comic, obviously. And I couldn't be happier. I hope whoever takes it over retcons all the shit that he retconned. Really? Yes. Uh, That was one of the books that I... And I'm so far kind of done with Marvel in general. There's still some series that are being written by some amazing people. Right. But I feel like... I used to like Bendis until he just got in his head of what I say goes, and I mm. want to do it this way. Instead of, you kind of got to work up to yeah. where your story's going. Any new writer kind of has to pull from what was already laid down and maybe make it your thing. But he just got his big head after doing a couple of big events that... Well, and X-Men for how long? He was yeah. in X-Men for so that long. That he just was like, all right, I can take this over and then make it... Something that it totally wasn't. Well, yeah, um, he completely changed up the roster, right? Well, not even the roster, but the roster, which was great beforehand, changed up the makeup of the characters. Um, back when DNA was, like, uh, doing the book, um, which you may not know who that is. Um, nope. <laughs> Dan Abnett and uh, Andy Lanning. Okay. Um, it's like their, those two, their it was their, DNA. yeah. <laughs> they, it was their, their book, and... Um, background War of Kings, um, God, I'm now forgetting all the cosmic titles that they used to have going out there. That was when it hit its stride and it was a lower tiered book, but it was gaining momentum and that got me huge into the Marvel cosmic universe. And Bendis pretty much like, oh, well, we're going to change Star-Lord's hair and his kind of past and his... His mask and what his gun does, and his love interest, and it's not everything Kitty Pryde about him. Anymore? No, well, before though, it wasn't Kitty oh. Pride. But, and then, um, 
having with Rocket, Rocket's background and where he came from, uh, Groot's background and where he came from, it pretty much was like, you, why are you messing with what was a yeah. good thing? And I almost felt like he, because he started this run before even the new Guardians movie, but it also felt like they kind of hand-in-hand hand kind of were a bit different. But even the new Guardians movie, I could say... Or not the new, but the the only one that we have out now. The um, Guardians yeah, movie, yeah. Was even a little bit more in line with what the original comic mm-hmm. books kind of were. And not even the original, original. These were early 2000s, I would yeah. say, um, when DNA was writing on it. And it, I don't know, I'm just happy day. Yeah. Celebrate. Who does it? Who's taking over? Did have they announced uh, that yet? No, I haven't seen. No. Who? But... Do, who do you want to take over? Do you have any DNA? <laughs> you want him to take it back? I, I wouldn't mind. Or Jason Aaron would be good. Oh um, man, Jason Aaron can do anything. I would love this book to be given to Hickman and see what he could do. Yeah, lots of uh, maybe they find <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy the R-rated version. <laughs> no, I'm just saying for his. His run on Fantastic Four and possibly Brandon. Everything I've just read from him lately is full-on boobs. Like what? Uh, what was the last thing I read by him? Is I don't know why you asked me that, because I don't have the answer. But then there was the the God one that you loved. God is dead. God's not dead. Is that God, God is dead. God is dead. God's not dead is the stupid movie. Yeah. I always get those mixed up. Tons of boobs in that Tons. In that movie? I'll have to watch that. No, in the comic book. (laughs) Yeah. Tons of boobs. Oh, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you know, I mean, I could go for some some R-rated Marvel comic books. I think that would be awesome, but that's besides the point. (laughs) So, yeah, I could go on and on about why Bendis sucks as a writer and why his character is I loved him on X-Men. But did you ever notice, though, people just, they just talk and they don't really go anywhere with their characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I am a person that loves dialogue and I love story mm-hmm. more than next person, but it just he didn't they were all over the place. Yeah. He didn't follow like a traditional story. No, it was just whatever structure. he wanted to. Like someone could be doing something in this scene and then acting completely bizarrely different in the next one. I gotcha. So he, his continuity wasn't good. Yes, that's pretty much big. Yeah. Which is the it's only thing you need to do in the comic yeah. book world to not lose fans. I know, it is a story. You may, not, you may not gain fans, but you won't at least lose them no. if they were fans. Because right. you're following the story. Which brings up, bring. I feel like, like an angry old man right now. <laughs> I feel like you say that every uh, podcast. You should just, because you I, should just embrace it now. <laughs> angry middle-aged man. Not <laughs> you're older. not even middle-aged yet. Yeah. You're middle, middle-aged. <laughs> Angry adult person. There you go. Uh, the comic books in, in general right now have gotten, s- like, why, why? Well, I understand why. Money, money, money. But, right. like, Rebirth alone so far, to pick every single one well, of the Rebirth books up right now, that's sitting at 136 mm-hmm. 140 books so far. Yeah. That's a lot. And well, those just came out a couple months ago. Like, because they're coming like two, two every other week. Right. And the same with Marvel, with the Civil War, and just rehashing, having tie-ins and tie-ins. 
and I don't know if they ever learned from the 90s of printing way too much shit. So, and, well, and not to keep doing event after event after event. Yeah, we're... that's I think all they've been we're doing. We're event fatigue, and if they want to ride this roller coaster, they need to get to a point where they are building up. Right. Kind of what they did with... Um, well, even Rebirth has been good, but even then... Well, I think DC is better, better in a better place right now to get to the top of this uh, event and mm-hmm. then just level off. They don't need to do another event right away because this is the beginning of an, essentially a new universe for them. We know Marvel's gearing up for the Inhumans versus yeah. X-Men There's just going to be a whole no- and, y- and the tie-ins for that. All the books are tied into it. And I, I, I am finding myself more and more reading many different smaller publishers oh God, or, yes. or image books or anything else that is not connected to Marvel mainly. Mm-hmm. I've been even reading more DC books, mainly getting into some of the Rebirth, which has been great, but I can't collect all of them. No. And I, thank God I don't like all the titles because right. I I don't. But it, it's to a point of my piggy bank can't keep up with Oh this. my God, I know. And what's going to happen is they're going to turn off huge fans. Sure, we're going to still see the movies, Oh, yeah, but a lot of us are going to be like, really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I I, well, I agree. I, I don't pick up any. I don't have any DC. The only Marvel I pick up is Extraordinary X-Men, and that is solely because it has Jean Grey in it. That is the only reason, quite honestly, I will read any book that she is a character in, because I'm a huge loser like that. But my kid reads um, Rocket and Groot. Power Fist, Power Fist, Iron Fist and Power Man. <laughs> and um, he's been reading Hellblazer, so he's really into the Marvel and the DC stuff. Not so much, like, Image and stuff like that, but that's fine because those books tend to be a little more adult, mm-hmm. and he's at an age where he should not be reading things like Deadly Class or the other books that I picked up this week. <laughs> not appropriate for my child. So, so do you lock him in a safe? Well, no. They're... So he can just go down and read them whenever? <laughs> he's, he's lazy. He won't <laughs> so dig through a long box. So, so. you're predicting he's going to be a teenager and just not bother. Yeah, he has the internet. If he wants to look at boobs, he can just go on the internet. He doesn't have to look through my comic books <laughs> to see those. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, they do... Marvel and DC do have a place. There are... Um, independent comics that are for younger ages. I don't think they're as well advertised, but Marvel and DC definitely keeps comics coming for kids. Yeah. Well, I feel like they keep dumbing down the genre. Well, it's because we keep getting older, and they are staying in the same age bracket. So the older we get, the more we're, we want more they substance. They cater to our, a little bit of everyone. They can, and they have some. That's like what's well, why DC, start. You know, they do Vertigo. That's there. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we don't need to renumber. I know they're all going to renumber. Right. We're getting to a renumbering yeah. cycle again, and no, well, and that's, and, that's a money grab. That has nothing to do with, you know. But you, it pisses off us adults. Right. Kids don't know that. No, they don't care. They just want to yeah. read comic books. So I mean. There's things to be said for them in keeping kids reading comic books because if they didn't, they the whole thing would just die off with us. <laughs> so. So with my shitting on Marvel, I do want to quick say something I'm looking forward <laughs> to from Marvel. <laughs> uh, so did you ever hear me talking about the Secret Wars two uh, title of Deadpool? 
Deadpool Secret Wars yes. 2 yes. Yes, 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 where yes, yes. he was in the original Secret Wars, and during that, the big outcome of it was the black suit came out. Yes. Well, in the Secret Wars 2, uh, Deadpool had accidentally put the symbiote suit on first, and it was a nice, friendly, oh my god, like symbiote until it came crazy with him. Yes, that's awesome. And and it was that was only one part of that whole storyline, but that was like a genius part of it, as it well is. as like finishing out. So Deadpool is coming out with uh, a back in black um, mm. in a month or two, uh, where when Spider Man had the suit and then eventually got rid of it and it, you know, slithered off away, it found its way back to Deadpool. Nice. That'd be funny. And I think this is going to be one of those books that really, it's obviously going to then be set in the past again. So it's going to connect some of those things. It's almost like a Back to the Future where you're reliving some things and and having it happen, but in an entirely different way. Yeah. Um, This is... I don't even know if it's good writing because it's Deadpool and you don't have to be all that great to write Deadpool, but it's creative writing, right. I should say. Well, in Deadpool, the Deadpool franchise, comic book-wise, has always been really good at that because they did, like, even if you don't read the mainstay Deadpool comics, like, they did the Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, and then they did Deadpool Kills Deadpool, and then they did Deadpool Night of the Living Dead, and they did Deadpool mm-hmm. Illustrated, and none of those do you have to read the current ongoing Deadpool story. And they're all nice and short. They're usually between four and six issues. So you don't feel like you're getting into something long-term for you commitment phobes. <laughs> and they're always really good. They do such a good job of, of finding good writers for his stories. So I would read it. I didn't read the one you previously read, but you probably don't have to. Um. All right, last... No. Uh, <laughs> you yelled at me for that. <laughs> That's why you stopped yourself. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Last, last. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> we still got a couple minutes left. Um, last tidbit that I have, which uh, we all know, Stanley is old, ninety three, oh and God. I cannot believe Marvel shot him four times. <laughs> In movies. <laughs> in movies. I was trying to come up with a way, like, how that could come across, which, um, yeah, so I find this actual genius. Um, they have, because he's so old, we really don't know how much time we have left for him, with him. Right. And his scenes are one of those, you know, Easter eggs that everyone looks for. And... With that being said, they shot for the next... I don't even know if it'll be back-to-back movies, but they just shot a couple different scenes. Took them a day to do it, but they probably had all the sets to where, let's say, uh, what was it? It was Ant... Was it Ant-Man that he was in the uh, um, the stripper club? Which no, one was, that yeah. was Deadpool. Well, yeah, it was Deadpool. Cool. Yeah, that was Deadpool yeah. one. Okay. I'm trying to think uh, what one that was, but yeah. I that think was Ant-Man, wasn't he like... At the um, the party or something that they were throwing I at th- the end. I can't remember but, where half his cameo. Yeah. The only one that I could really remember is the first one within Iron Man when... Um, he plays... Uh, just a rich person yeah. outside. Yeah. And, yeah. He so, looks like uh, 
Hugh Hefner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Hugh. It's like, what? Um, so you can pretty much have them maybe working at a burger joint or whatever, and then cut in mm-hmm. the heroes or whatever doing something outside. So it, it makes easy sen- easily sense. I don't even, that does word mouth not working oh, garble. my face do weird things. <laughs> it makes a smart choice. Yes. To do that for whatever four films they put him in. I do hope that he's around to see those next oh, four films. Yeah. It's going to be a sad day in nerd in the nerd kingdom when he, when yes. he finally... But even then, I, I do hope that he, he secretly is filming something himself, like, that, like, will be released to the world after, like, when he is, like, yeah. here's my great cameo to everyone, and did uh, you know I was secretly hiding in your bushes? And So... I don't think we've talked about this before, but my kid um, the other day was talking about how there's a theory, a fan theory, going around that, um, and it doesn't even have to be true because I love it so much, is that because Stan Lee is in all of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. whether they're Marvel, whether they're Fox, doesn't matter, he's the watcher. Oh, yeah. Well, there's always <laughs> been, yeah. I love it. I want Stan Lee to be the watcher. Well, there's an. I thought you were going to go with the other fan theory of we have lost so many people in this past year alone, even the year beforehand, just famous celebrities that have just passed away that were like, we don't want Stan Lee to die, but then we realized Stan is still going strong, and oh we're realizing God. he's sucking the life force out of <laughs> all of them. <laughs> he's like a Mor- Morbius... Uh, Mobius you know, is, uh, Stan Lee probably died years ago, and that's just a Stan Lee life model decoy. Did you know Fox also has recently got his life rights? I don't know if that's the correct term to make a uh, oh, movie about his life. Yeah, yeah. but it also sounded like it was going to be like a like they're fictional. The collector. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. I'll um, buy you in life, so I have my right. I'm almost. Right see- I'm almost death. thinking it's like almost like a. Um, who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's, like, him, but, like, the drawings come to life type thing. Or, or no, Birdman type thing, where seeing the stuff. Which could be cool. That would be cool. I would, I could, I would I, enjoy it. Like, him, him living out. I one of out. those directions would be awesome. But I also really want them to make The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, which is also kind of Stanley's life story a little bit. So, either one of those would be cool. Oh, we're getting towards the end. Yeah. You got a booze and a book? I do. You've been having a lot of booze and books. I, I like booze and books, so it's perfect. Because <laughs> we don't. <laughs> well, I don't know. I wonder if you boys can read. <laughs> <laughs> I can only look at swimsuit editions. <laughs> Derek hasn't read anything in a while. Um, so, in my giant pile of books, P.S., I read Snot Girl this week and I did not review it. I just want to throw that out there. I thought I was going to review it every week. But I'm not going to. This one was kind of lackluster. You didn't pick it this week? No, I didn't pick it this week. <laughs> um, but I did pick up Tank Girl. No no surprise there. Uh, Tank Girl Gold. So this is the follow-up to Tank Girl, Two Girls, One Tank, which was super awesome, in which uh, her tank gets stolen slash taken and then sold, and then somebody who looks a lot like her ends up with the tank, driving through the outback, and all kinds of Tank Girl hilarity ensues. So, this book is, you know, your, your normal Tank Girl fair. Lots of weird shit happens. Um, but at the end of the book, Tank Girl, which we already learned in the last book, finds out that 
Booga, who is her kangaroo boyfriend, um, lost her tank in a card mm-hmm. game, and that's what happened to her tank. And she gets really pissed, and she sends him off down Furry Road, which leads to a town full of horny women with venereal diseases, and that's his punishment. And it was... That's, that's what, like, I don't understand why that's... <laughs> why that's his punishment? Yeah, because it's going to come back to her. sex. Like, that's the one thing about this book, is it is very sexual, like, but there's never sex in the book. Lots of boobs, lots of nudity, no actual sex. So, you know, maybe they're just, uh, maybe they just are, what? what is it, asexual when you don't have actual sex with anybody? Is that what it's called? No, we already said asexual is like when you don't well, look. Right, but I think like there's people out there who, Virgins? No, 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 no. Who just don't have sex. Like that's... Born again virgins? <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with this book. Um, I'm pairing this book with uh, Christmas Pudding Vodka, which is vodka. You have to plan ahead for this, people. So go get some vodka right now and put inside of the vodka... Orange peels, raisins, brown sugar, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, vanilla beans, all kinds of fun Christmas-tasting spices, and let it set for a little while in your freezer and then drink it with this book. And I'm not going to tell you why you need to drink this with this book, but if you read the book, you'll know why, and it'll be great, and you'll laugh, and then you'll thank me, because you'll be drunk. (laughs) There you go. Yes, won't we? Won't we all? Yes, always, all day, every day, till my liver fails. <laughs> um, do you have uh, any wise uh, words of of wisdom? Wise words of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, I learned this week that uh, we have to do cyber better. Cyber. Yeah, I learned oh. that. <laughs> I thought I was pretty good at it, but apparently we have to do it better. Gotcha. With that, um, <laughs> stay thirsty for... I got nothing. No? no? You have nothing? Stay thirsty for nothing. Most lackluster ending of the podcast ever. <laughs> Spoon! <laughs>